I've got this record collection. Uh, records are like these black round things. Um, uh, you put them on a machine and you put a thing and it played music. Sorry. You probably know, I'm only kidding. Uh, so I've got this vinyl record collection and, and some of them are like shocking. You know, I've even got a couple of Kamal. I don't know where that came from, but... One of my favourite records in my collection is a, a record by Rod Stewart. It's called Every Picture Tells a Story. And in reality, that's true. It's just sometimes we don't get what the painter or the photographer was trying to say. In the picture on the screen, there's a picture of this guy staring at an abstract painting. And you wonder, what is it he sees in the painting? What story is he getting from this picture? On top of that, is it anything like what the painter was trying to say. Joe's just about stop taking me to art galleries because I never understand the painting. I never get it. When you look around a church, you look around the church buildings, you often see different images. And from them you can start and get a story of what the church is about. Here at Bourne, we have these wonderful stained glass windows and you can start and build a story from them. But is it the right one? Again, if you look even further up the front of the church behind me, you will see our honour boards from World War I and World War II, as well as our Anzac tribute. And you may get another story. Looking at those boards, you may well get the story of somehow the church thinks armed conflict is a good thing. But on the contrary, you may also get a picture of the grief at the loss of so many young lives. Well, our reading from Luke this morning is a bit like that. Luke has been painting a picture for us through chapter 20 of of his gospel in the form of a sequence of debates These debates paint a picture that portrays the fullest story of Jesus. From John the Baptist and the question asked if he was a true prophet that leads into the parable of the tenant farmers and Jesus coming as the son of the vineyard owner that then brings us to this question of resurrection and then onwards in the next few verses where Jesus talks about being both the son and Lord of David. Each of these stories are important in their own right. But put them together and they tell in miniature the whole story of Jesus. This sequence is not accidental. This passage is similar to the ones in both Matthew and Mark. And they are the only ones that discuss this topic of resurrection in the Gospels. Yes, Jesus rose people from the dead which was great, but that wasn't resurrection in the fullest sense that they are debating now. When Jews thought of the resurrection, they had in mind a particular story, a set of pictures, a story of Israel from Abraham or even Adam to their own time and on into the future when God would raise all of Israel 
and maybe even all of all humans from the dead and create a new world. The picture of resurrection was not what many might think today. It wasn't some type of non-body form of spiritual ongoing form that we see in the movies. It was about a future event that had not happened that would result in the dead being alive again in a way they weren't at present. And all things that were wrong with this world would be put right. This is what the Sadducees didn't want people of Israel to believe, partly because it was revolutionary. People that believed this sort of teaching were more likely to take drastic political action without fear and consequence. That made the Sadducees very anxious about their power and their control. You see, they made up these impossible situations like we have this morning, stories in which they have tried to bamboozle people, stories like how can people be raised from the dead when they won't be able to tell who they're going to be married to? Jesus' reply makes two points. Firstly, he says that resurrection life is, is, sorry, will not be exactly the same as the present one. Death will be abolished. There will be no sexual relationships and especially the continuation of family line, which was very important in Jewish, in Jewish uh, history. Those raised from the dead will be, as in verse 36 says, the equivalent of angels. Equivalent of angels. I want you to note, they will not be angels, but they will live a deathless, immortal, immortal state. Jesus also isn't suggesting that the resurrection will be some sort of bodily estate. Rather, the bodies will be different, unlike the present ones, which I'm particularly very happy about because I've got a number of aches and pains that this body carries that I don't want to take into eternity. Verses 34 and 35 clarifies this a bit more. In those whom God counts worthy of the age to come, as opposed to the present age, will have bodies appropriate for the new world in which death is no more, unlike these bodies that wear out. The second thing Jesus is proposing is that the book of Exodus, the one book, one of the books in the Bible, in the Old Testament, the Sadducees did acknowledge. They acknowledge it as having some authority. And it does indeed talk about resurrection. It describes God as the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob are still alive in God. You see, the Sadducees denied resurrection. However, and this is really unusual, Jesus is firmly on the side of the Pharisees for a change who did believe in resurrection. We know that the resurrection of Jesus gave a boost to his followers. It not only boosted their belief in who Jesus was, it also gave them a boost about their own future. Jesus' resurrection changed a relatively hopeless bunch of men 
into a group that changed the world. The disciples went on telling the story. This debate not so much as to sure up their position, but to show how wrong the Sadducees, the aristocrats, the guardians of the temple were. As we gather today, we are here to remember those who are no longer with us. The picture on, bo- on both some, sorry, the picture on both some of the windows and in the, um, in the church and on the honour boards should remind us of those who were once sitting in these very pews today. But it should also challenge us, just as Jesus challenged the Sadducees, to think about our own mortality. We all face the certainty of our own death. Christians believe that God can and did act decisively to reverse the finality of death in and through the resurrection of Jesus. The picture of the resurrection of Jesus is the inspiration of our faith and it tells us the story of our eternity. Every picture does tell a story. How do you view the picture of your future? My prayer is that it is a picture of faith in Jesus you hold, a picture of your own eternity. If that's not the case, let me encourage you to look into what else Jesus did and said and of the things that he changed in the world. In Jesus' name. Amen.